You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right, there you go. There's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. Whatever the problem is, we got the pet professionals standing by, ready, willing, moreover, ready to, to help you with your pets. Like our professional dog trainer, Brian Donovan. Who's in South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Again? That's it, yeah. And then, uh, of course, always hanging out with us, guy across the way from me. Matthew Fox. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are (laughs) in the podcast world. It is, and uh, pushing our buttons. Me, Sam. Sam Nork. Yay, I'm Jimmy Flanagan, just making sure everybody has a good time. Animal Talk, it is America's Pet Show. (laughs) Sam, how do people uh, find us? Uh, Well, we got our website, animaltalkradio.com. Uh, our Twitter and our Instagram are at Animal Talk Radio. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook's Animal Talk Radio. Uh-huh. Uh, YouTube is Animal Talk TV. Uh-huh. And then our merch site, WearingFunny.com. Well, good job. And then what, sh- what should people do when they get to like Google Play or iTunes? Uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. Oh, yeah. Subscribe is YouTube. There you go. Or wait, you can. Su- yeah. On anyway. all of them. Yeah. All right. But, uh, <laughs> we thrive on feedback. We really so, do. There you go. Yeah, so leave a message. It helps. We truly appreciate everybody uh, spending some time with us uh, here and there as we <laughs> make pod. Have some fun. But we have guests today. We Matt, yes, there are do. people here. We have- Hi. <laughs> people who actually know what they're doing. <laughs> we have... We have a whole lot of doctors in the house. Yes, we do. Yes, joining us today from the Advanced Animal Chiropractic, we have Dr. Christina Cole and Dr. Grant Tully. Welcome to Animal Talk. Well, thank thank you. you. All right. So you got and is it is it are you, you guys just got married? We did. That is accurate. That's Congratulations. Cool. Thank you. There you go. You get a bell for getting married. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So how long's it been? Uh, we got married May 4th. Oh, my goodness. Oh, happy. oh that's a reason. Congratulations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just Thank got back from your honeymoon. We did. Yep. Yeah, have a good time? We had a great time. Excellent, excellent. So, well, congratulations, and we're glad that uh, you're back in town and uh, <laughs> back taking care of the critters and, and took some time to come play with us. We, we appreciate it. So, you guys both have very interesting stories. Christina, your story starts like when you were really, really young. Um, your dad started a, a rescue organization in Michigan. It was the uh, man. Yep. Uh, Michigan Animal Adoption Network. Yep. He co-founded that. And so your love of animals began really early working with your dad. What did you do with man? Were you were you doing stuff with the animals? Oh, we volunteered ever since we were itty-bitty. Yeah? Oh, so, yeah. We were big into, like, I remember as early as maybe nine and ten years old doing, like, pictures with Santa. And oh. I was, like, the photographer taking pictures of <laughs> right? people bringing in all their crazy critters. So Aww. not limited to dogs. So Everything you can imagine. When did you know you were going to be a vet? Um, well, we're not vets. So oh. we're actually chiropractors. Okay. But we are certified in animal chiropractic. So okay. I should probably clarify that first. Yeah. So basically, in order to be an animal chiropractor, you yes. either need a degree in chiropractic for humans or okay. as a veterinarian. So we went the chiropractic route, okay. Um, mainly because I have a very weak stomach. Okay, and, okay, same. Yeah. <laughs> and so all throughout um, undergrad, my intentions were to go to veterinary school, and mm-hmm. then while I was interning at a diff- couple different veterinary clinics sure. around the area, I kept passing out. 
during the surgery. Oh. <laughs> not, not cool. Clear. Yeah, so you kind, of, you kind of have that come to Jesus moment when you're like, well, this is not going to work for okay. me. And that's kind of how I stumbled into animal chiropractic All right. and found out I could be a chiropractor and still do it. Right. So that's what kind of set me on the path to becoming a chiropractor. Uh, now, see, because I thought I just I hadn't yeah. read closely enough that I thought because all your in, in, involvement with animals, mm-hmm. I, I just I thought you were a, a vet who found her way to chiropractic. But uh, opposite. Well, kind uh, of. OK, <laughs> right, right. But so just years and years of experience. Um, You also work with uh, the oats, right? Offering alternative therapies up here in Michigan, Ortonville yep. area. Yeah. And that has to do with horses. Yep. Therapy riding. So what what who takes advantage of, of oats? Who who are you helping with oats? And what is Oats. Oats is mainly for special needs kids. Okay. And there's actually quite a few therapy stables throughout Michigan, okay. mostly up in like Metamora and yeah. Ortonville and those like farm country areas. Right. Um, I got to working with Oats probably right when I started my practice like five years ago. All right. Uh, because my mom is actually a special needs job instructor. So oh. she has worked with special needs kids for decades. Um, and so she became familiar with them. And they were commenting on how, well, it's tough on the horses. Like they do a lot of lessons daily and it's not exactly like we've got really experienced riders. So Hmm. that, and these horses are also donated and a lot of times old. Okay. So they've got a lot going on and that can be a lot for them. So that's kind of how I got involved with that. Hmm. Um, And then Grant came along. And so that's kind of where we, um, we do a, did a bulk of the horsework we did with them for, straight from the get go. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and Grant, you're a you're a Florida boy. I am. It has yeah. uh, been quite the climate change. Point. <laughs> <laughs> how long How long have you been here? Four or five years now. Okay, well, you're not used to it yet. <laughs> yeah, I've been here for. Fifty three. I'm not used to yet. <laughs> I actually, I was down in Florida earlier this year, and I didn't want to come back because it was so nice. But they have alligators. Was, yeah, yeah, and the scary. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I will say the the summers here are fantastic. Yeah, better in my opinion than the summers back home because mm-hmm. it's just too hot and muggy. But yeah, the winters here seem to last mm-hmm. about six to eight months. Yeah. Granted, I was down there in March, so I yeah. didn't want to come back. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but your degree was like, you started out with biomed Mm -hmm. and then you moved into the chiropractic um, and then you were a human chiropractic. Yeah. Briefly, I'd say had a practice about a year. And then moved to animals. Do you still dabble in both or are you guys strictly both uh, in the animal world? Strictly the animal world now. Yeah. All right. Um, So how many times have people done this and go, shenanigans, animal chiropractic. (laughs) It's uh, what the hell is animal chiropractic? Seriously. Come on. Have you ever had anyone say shenanigans? Uh, I haven't had that yet, but I know in my <laughs> All right, head, let me be the first. Shenanigans. But I, What the hell is animal chiropractic? Even when we, so we met in chiropractic school. In well, even sh- human chiropractic. They're damn voodoo doctors, yeah. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Oop, crap, there's two here. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but truth be told, in chiropractic school, she yeah. had told me where we met, the whole, her whole purpose for being there was to work on animals. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's not real. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So, that, so from the get-go, somebody who's training to be, at least in the human side of things, is like, it's not, that's not a thing. Yeah. And then um, it it turns out that it really is. And it uh, a lot of people need it. So, uh, yeah, a lot of animals, I should say. But so I, that's the interesting thing is because, you know, people is like, oh, a doctor, it hurts when I do this. I don't do that. But, you know, how does your dog or your cat or, or your horse, how do you guys find out and and how do you communicate? How do you find out? How do you communicate that? How do you fix it? 
So I would say that equine chiropractic has been around for a long time. Okay. Um, and that's not really new to that world. A lot of horse owners aren't surprised by it sure. um, just because they've been utilizing it for years. And, you know, it's probably started with like racehorses because anything you can do to potentially knock off a millisecond off of their Absolutely. race time, people yeah. will do. Okay. Um, and the nice thing about horses is people are riding them. So mm-hmm. you can sense and you know when your horse is off. I mean, lameness is a huge thing in, in equine, um, in the equine world. So they know pretty quickly, you know, my horse isn't turning to the right or they can't get into a canter or, you know, there's a right. whole like mess of things that can go wrong with them. And the nice thing is you can get them adjusted and then two days later someone will ride them again and the problem is fixed. Mm. So it's been, it's easy to see a difference in that. And actually you'd be surprised in animals across the board, I would say there is no placebo effect. So when you like see improvement in your pet, you know, it's not because they're sitting there going, well, I did just see the chiropractor. So it probably feels better. Maybe maybe I'm better. I'm not sure. There's none of that. You know, they don't have that logical part of their brain. So they either do better or they stay the same. So it's interesting. I would say that when I first started out, the majority of the creatures I was getting were probably senior pets just because people want to do anything they can. And a lot of times it's somebody that's had chiropractic experience for themselves mm-hmm. and they realize, you know, that they feel better when they go to the chiropractor. So mm-hmm. they want to try to do something like that for their for their dog um, or cat or whatever. And so I would say I saw a lot of like heavily arthritic animals in the beginning. And we still see, I would mm-hmm. say, right. probably like 70% of our dog cat population are senior creatures just okay. because people notice them slowing down. They can't jump up on things anymore or just like little changes in behavior like that. And they're willing to try something to potentially help make them feel better. <laughs> um, and what's nice about animal chiropractic is it's not your typical – you know, come in for three times a week for four months and let's see if we can get you better. It's if you're going to see a difference, you'll see it within three visits. So it's one of those things where you don't have to waste a lot of money to try to figure out if it's going to help. And you'll know pretty much straight out the gate if it is. And the other nice thing is I don't think we've ever really had any like there's really no negative to it. You're you're not chancing that you're going to hurt your animal. So there's no downside. You might as well try and see if it can like give them some pep in their step. All right. So arthritis. So this helps for arthritic animals. What? Uh, so what? What are you doing? What are you adjusting? Are you? Are you? That was going to be my question. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is really interesting for me. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I can. Do you want to? And my knee is killing sure, me right sure. now. So. So what? I mean, what <laughs> are we? Grant over here. What are we adjusting? <laughs> human now. Uh, I don't got the malpractice for humans anymore. Um, but I mean, we're literally. It's. Just check usually full spine. Yeah, the full spine, front right. legs, back legs. Um, usually when they're standing on all fours, it's very easy to assess. Uh, it's super gentle, like cracking and popping in animals is very weird. You don't um, get that. The thrust is nothing like a human. It's um, I'd say this if I hadn't gone through additional training to work with animals, I would have no clue what I was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a super small, quick kind of thrust. A lot of times, clients are asking us, so "How are you? Have you started yet?" We're like, "Oh no, we're done." Oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's we've gone through the whole animal. Um, it's that gentle. It's yeah. Even I was working on a king corso last night that was like 170 pounds, oh, and even wow. then, I, at one point, I was like, "Okay, maybe I need to ratchet up a little bit." But even then, you can't, you know, really tell the difference. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you just—it's the same concept. Yeah, your, your website is very informational. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I saw that really caught my eye was structural shift. Mm-hmm. Help me understand what structural shift is. 
So it's basically like the whole premise behind chiropractic in general, and at least the way we kind of function is our practice, we kind of think of everything as structural. So like your spine is your foundation. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a locked joint somewhere along the way, something's not going to be functioning right. So Mm -hmm. anytime you've got an area in your spine or your arms or your legs or anything like that that isn't moving quite properly, it basically allows for inflammation to build up in that joint Mm -hmm. and then that then forms arthritis. So Mm -hmm. um, that's why people get a little bit confused why we work on young creatures too. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where they're nuts when they're little and you know you you watch these pets play and they're somersaulting and they whack into walls and they're clumsy falling downstairs and stuff and they can recover really quickly from that but there's no way that that doesn't have some kind of lasting impact there's a little bit of resilience when they're younger but yeah. as we get older you know yeah, i'm start starting to. to notice that i can't look to the right as much as i used right. to right exactly <laughs> well and it's not like that arthritis comes up out of nowhere so it's not most of our clients aren't getting x-rays done on their two, three, four and year, year old dogs. You know, it's not part of a wellness exam to go into your vet and be like, well, we're going to x-ray your dog and kind of monitor the arthritis and see how it is. So you don't really know about it until there's a problem or until you've got a 12 year old animal and right. you're like, oh my gosh, they're riddled with arthritis. Well, where did that come from? It comes from the fact that their joints are moving. So that's what creates it in the first place. Basically, arthritis is a direct result of like abnormal weight bearing. It's the body's natural way of combating that. So So what our job basically is, is we try to take a look at every animal from a whole like perspective Mm -hmm. and see, okay, what's not moving properly? And the adjustment is super gentle, but that whole purpose is to then allow it to move better. Sure. So that way inflammation dissipates and you've got perfect movement throughout the spine. So you don't have this like early onset arthritis and hopefully just not as much as we've been seeing in our older dogs nowadays. Hmm. You know, that's really – with arthritis, the inflammation, is there a, like, a certain diet that a certain pet should be on potentially to kind of – Yeah. Is there, are there any dietary concerns, things to avoid, things to, to make sure they get? Ooh, you guys are hitting a hot yeah, topic. What, yeah, what timing? <laughs> what about, um, uh, what about uh, raw diets? Let's go. We love raw we diets. Do you? Really? Yeah, fair. We All right. We, we just love eat it. raw. I mean from – if you really think about it, as, as dogs were evolving, they weren't eating – Kibble. Kibble, you know what I mean? Uh, they weren't right. eating, they didn't exist really up until about 50, 60 years ago to some extent. Um, they were finding whatever they could. They were foragers. You mm-hmm. know, I bet you in the early 1900s, people were just feeding table scraps and yeah. things like that. So, well, and our table scraps back in the 1900s were probably a lot better than our table scraps nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> no McDonald's. Back but right, yeah. I mean, that's really a hard question to answer. We, yeah. we, like to feed raw. It's a personal um, thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's there's good kibbles out there too. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, I, I do believe even like the healthiest kibble, just the way the only way you make kibble, the way the the process mm-hmm. it tends to be a little bit higher in carbohydrate. Carbohydrate's pro inflammatory. Yeah. You have some chronic inflammation in the system. You have some abnormal load on on the joints and you know, creates I mean, not immediately, but arthritis down the road. Mm-hmm. So uh, we tend to prefer like a raw or a wet, you know, or something a little right. bit that being said, we're also very lazy raw feeders. Like, don't get the idea that Grant and I are spending our weekends, like, preparing our dog's food. <laughs> While I do meal prep for them, we um, we have an awesome store that we buy, like, in Madison Heights called the Pet Bistro that they have, like, the largest selection of raw okay. in mm. all of Michigan. And so we actually feed a brand called Answers, but it's basically, like, I scoop out this hunk of meat for my dogs, more or less, and it just looks like ground anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's got 
it's totally approved for all of their nutrition for the day. Like, I don't need to add anything to it, ah, but okay. I do because they like veggies and stuff <laughs> sure. like that, oh, too. Hey, all right. Um, so carrots and yeah, celery and stuff. Okay. Our dogs are garbage disposals. Nice. So they, <laughs> they live their hound dogs, so they'll eat anything we give them for nice. the most part. But, yeah, you know, that's a real hot-button issue right now because there is a big – report that just came out claiming that grain-free diets are causing all of these issues in dogs. And the problem is it's not – it's it's just like a hot ticket right now. And mm-hmm. it, there's so much underneath it all, but people like to just read the abstract yeah, and, right. and yeah, be yeah. done with it after right. that instead of like actually looking into things a bit further. Um, so that's a big, big problem too. But I would say in our experience, the healthiest ones that we have seen outside of raw fed dogs are truly usually grain free and certain quality of kibbles. Hmm. Like, because the thing is with grain free diets, you can claim you're grain free and just feed them spinach, but that's not healthy. Like you need, you need to have a balanced diet. So Hmm. it really depends. I'd say quality is important. I mean, what you're saving in money up front, you're paying for in the back end. Mm. Yeah, like um, about all the trips to like a lot of those pets are yeah. sick all yeah. the time yeah. or like they have horrible skin issues and things like that. And I know personally when I first adopted um, my our oldest dog, he's five now, um, and I brought him home, I thought I was giving him a really good kibble. And he had horrible skin, couldn't put on weight. Uh, and ooh. so then I swapped him to like a dehydrated raw uh, which is easy. Like you literally just add water and give it to them. And he put on a little way, but not quite where he needed to be. And then finally, I just was like, you know what? Screw it. This makes perfect sense to me. Like if they were in the wild, mm-hmm. they'd go kill a squirrel and eat it. <laughs> yeah, right. They wouldn't go run to the corn stalks over there mm-hmm. and try to munch those to death, no. you know? So I went raw and he put on weight. He maintains weight and he, his coat, they're all, they're, they have, they're perfect. Yeah. Our dogs are incredibly healthy creatures. Like, nice. So I mean, yeah, what, who do you have at home? What do you, who are your critters? Oh, we've got we've got three. Okay, um, share, uh, share, share. My baby is uh, our oldest one is five, uh-huh. and his name is Mowgli. And Mowgli, uh-huh. yes, he, there's we, a Disney theme you'll pick Disney up on. Theme. Okay, uh, all right, all right. He You're is not from Florida, right? <laughs> he's a hound terrier mix of some sort. Okay, um, and then we have Pongo. He is two, <laughs> and he is a, another like. Pointer, hound, healer, healer something mix. mix. Yeah, okay. and They're all rescues, so who knows what they are. third I'd... one is Slinky Dog, and uh, Slinky, Slinky Dog. is a blue tick beagle. Oh, all yeah. of them are fits. <laughs> yeah, they've Those all are great. been found, like, pongos from the streets of I-75. Someone uh, ditched him. You know, uh, it's just crazy. And then my parents have two that are basically part of our pack, too. We've got Rudy. He's two, and he's a Westie. Um, and then there's Gizmo, who's old man, Gizmo. that Lord knows what he is. He's uh, got these big floppy ears. Do they feed him after midnight? No. <laughs> no getting wet either. <laughs> All right. So we talked about arthritis. Are there other conditions or ailments uh, that animal chiropractic helps with? For sure. Yeah, I mean, Grant, just yeah. general pain. I, so let's say younger dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a giant. We're at the Detroit Shipping Company, yeah. the podcast Detroit Studios, and they're they're playing giant Jenga right outside the window, and of somebody just they are. lost. Somebody lost. <laughs> and it's like that's what that thunder crash was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we so just generalized pain. So a lot of times, if a dog's, I mean, like younger dogs, okay, not doing the stairs, hiding, you know, um, not let's say if the dog always gets up and down our furniture, not doing that. They'll go to the vet. Uh, the vet will prescribe meds. Often, you know, the meds don't always work. People will bring them in. Um, so back pain, neck pain. We see disc injuries. A lot of par- a reasonable amount of paralyzed dogs that come in. Oh, really? Um, 
so humans have a larger spinal canal for a spinal bul- or a bulge of the disc where dogs don't. So when they have one, it causes a lot more bad uh, symptoms. A lot more <laughs> bad symptoms, like yeah, bad hyoid paralysis, some loss of control of bowel and bladder. Wow. Like it's one wow. of those things too, where they literally there's no like predecessor to it. People will let their dog out to go to the bathroom, and then they'll try to go get them in, and they're just paralyzed. <laughs> so um, it's we get a ton of those. We actually published a paper last year. Um, on like 35 cases of that that recovered completely. Oh, just was a pinched nerve or something? Or you got they're, them squared they're away? Discs, and... So they're all disc issues for yeah. the most part. But the nice thing is like wow. back surgery in animals is anywhere from like seven dollars to $10,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the MRI alone is like $2,000. Right? <laughs> so it's, Out of pocket. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. that's that's tough. And not a lot of people can afford that. So no. rather than your other option of euthanizing your pet, um, a lot of times they'll Google alternative options for disc herniations <laughs> and we're one of the first things that pop up okay and we've had awesome success rates i think actually we've only ever had maybe one or two that didn't come back from yeah fully. i'd maybe agree like with that 60 or 70 percent puts it about yeah 96 97 percent success it's, rate it's pretty hmm. impressive because it's really one of those things where again it comes back to that like structural shift so why did the disc bulge in the first place well if joints aren't moving properly it kind of causes that disc to almost blow like a balloon like where you squeeze it right. and it starts to come out right Ooh. so when you've got a bulge like that it puts pressure on the spinal cord chiropractic again all we're doing is trying to make sure those joints are moving so that way it reabsorbs back to where it should be gotcha. and allows it to kind of function how it naturally would be anyway and as that starts to happen they'll start to regain their back end which mm. is super cool we've got tons of before and after videos all we'll over mix our in social some, media some like rehab stuff too to do at home just to stimulate the nerves and things like that to returning to kind of to function but yeah it's kind of like a make some supplement recommendations mm. kind of total involvement especially with the, the bad cases like the paralyzed dogs mm-hmm. i'm working on a dog right now that's starting to walk again but it was the vet suspected like a disc actually in the neck front and back end paralysis so mm-hmm. um it's starting to get up and walk again um but yeah we see we see paralyzed all, dogs it's wow. crazy all different wow. breeds too so mm-hmm. it's just like it spans everything and it's nice to at least give people some hope because a lot of times there's not very much and I mean, the, again, the same thing stands like within three visits. Yeah, same all thing. of these yep. pets, you'll at least notice that there is some kind of change. If there's going to be some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys actually don't have a practice. You actually are mobile. So you actually are on the road going to your clients' homes and. Yeah, you know, homes, but mainly so just predominantly vet offices in oh, a few okay. of the locations. So, right. so you're mobile that you go. Okay. Yeah. So we work in conjunction with a ton of vets in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, for example, I was in Davison yesterday in a vet's office, then down to Shelby in the evening. Tomorrow morning, I'm in St. Clair for a vet's office. Then I'm in Madison Heights in the evening. And oh. there's really not many that have been, that are trained and board certified. So we go to we these go places. To places. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty good relationship with all of our locations. Um, but it helps because vets, it's not a skill set they teach. Right. Um, right. And so it's just another service they offer. And then. Um, yeah, I think we visit like nine different locations within about an hour of down to, like, to downtown Detroit. Wow. So okay. we, we try to make it as easy as possible for our clients that they don't ever have to really be in a car for longer than like half an hour because 
who really wants like right. their ailing pet or whatever it might be to have mm-hmm. to sit in a car for an hour round yeah. trip. <laughs> I'm the, so, going to the vet. I don't yeah. want to go I know. So, so how common is this, you know, where where do people, where does somebody go to school to to learn to be a, an animal chiropractic? I mean, where are there is it is is it common is it just oh no, you got to go to this place. I think there's probably what are there like eight or nine schools now. So okay. For there, animals? Yeah. I think there is uh, a couple different certification four. programs. So, no, there's four. some in the <laughs> that are accredited. There's some in Oh, that's true. There's some in the Caribbean. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a couple in Germany and that sort of thing too. But look, like in the United States, there yeah. I believe oh, like four. are four or five okay. programs you can go to. Uh, Grant and I both went to Options for Animals, and that's in Kansas. All right. Um, and I would say in both of our programs that we did, like my class was about probably 60% veterinarians. And then I think his was closer to like three quarters. Vets. Yeah. Mom's a lot of vets. So okay. it's interesting because you can see the shift that people are trying to get their, their patients more options as yeah. opposed to kind of running out of them a little yeah. bit sooner. And it's cool because there's actually a lot of vets now that are offering acupuncture mm-hmm. Okay, and like cold laser has become a big thing too, that oh, a lot of clinics right. do. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of a, like a transition going towards a bit more of an alternative approach sometimes, especially for these animals that, you know, when they're so young and they're diagnosed with arthritis or whatever it might be, most people don't want their pet to be on meds for the rest of their life. So if there's another option, they're going to try that first. So is there anything else going on like uh, up in the head um, with that, the sinuses, allergies, and uh, do you you guys work with the up in the head at all too? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So we definitely do. And I would say one of the big things, we actually see a lot of our ear infections. Mm-hmm. I work on a lot of ear infection dogs with, that have like chronic problems and okay. they're usually young for the yeah, most yeah. part. Because so what, what, how does that relate to a chiropractic adjustment? So a lot of times the very top bone is basically it has wings. And if it's twisted one way or the other, it can actually um, pinch off like huh. the ear canal and Ooh. it can cause it to build up a little bit. So when you free that, it allows it to drain the way it should. Huh. Um, same with, we've had a couple animals that have come in specifically for allergies and sinuses and things like that. That I personally, I think is a lot more food related than okay. anything else. Mm. Um, I mean, we're always willing to try and help, but right, sure. if somebody sees an improvement, <laughs> great. If you don't, you know, sorry, we tried. Um, but I would say that for the neck and the head, we do a lot of, um, what's called vestibular yep. disease too. All right. And that's basically doggy vertigo. So you've probably it, it, it mimics a stroke. It's terrifying wow. to watch the way it looks, but it's it's not anything as bad. A lot of times it will they'll recover within like six weeks or so. Oh, okay. Um, but we've had a lot of clients that'll come in, and the recovery time is so much faster when mm. they get adjusted. It's it's similar to people that have vertigo. They do really well with chiropractic care. I'm um, one of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it it's my mom has suffered for forever, and she would always get adjusted, and it would usually be gone within a couple of hours. Mm. So, um, same thing with dogs. It can look super severe, but chiropractic has been a main like a major help for those guys too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, in the Metro Detroit area, if people are looking for you, how do, how do they find you? Where do they find you? So on our website, we have a calendar tab, which okay. they can look at. And it lists um, all you can list, look at it a couple different ways. But we actually have a calendar that lists where we are and what days. Oh, OK, cool. What what clinics, clinics they can yeah. find mm-hmm. you. And, and the website the that people will find that on? 
they just need to go to www.advancedanimalchiropractic.com. Um, right. Or they're always welcome to call us, too. We're happy to help. Okay. So advancedanimalchiropractic.com. What about uh, around the country? Is this a, pro- a common practice? Are there... Are there a lot of practicing animal chiropractics around the country? Or are you guys a unique breed? I, I'd say you give this 20 more years, yeah. you'll see a lot more of us. Okay. Uh, rehab's getting bigger. I have never heard of this. Straight oh. up. I was, that's why I'm screening shenanigans. I yeah. was like, what the heck? <laughs> and, and that's why I told you when I was in chiropractic school, I told her this is shenanigans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I mean, really around here, I mean, let's say an hour, hour and a half radius from here. Those that are board certified, there might be like three or four. Okay. Those who at least have gone through a reputable program, I'd say another two. So let's say six or seven around here. I'd say it's getting bigger in the States. Uh, we do horses mainly too. B- but we're maybe – we're mainly yeah, small, small animal. animal. Okay. We do right. probably like 10 to 15 percent large. But because of our clinic hours, it's not super easy to like – like we'll swing into barns on the way, but mm-hmm. it's not our main focus. And uh, I would say most of the other board certified folks are doing – straight up just equine okay yeah so we differ i think i saw actually a statistic or something the other day and so there's two major boards the international veterinary chiropractic association which we are and the american veterinary chiropractic association schooling's the same testing's the same it's just a different thing but i think i saw that there was like a thousand american veterinary chiropractic association animal chiropractors in the united states okay so you know it's not yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's very it's very uh small and even those a lot of them that are doing it like it's it's a, it's, it's a part yeah. of a skill set, but it's not like their primary thing. So I know I've had people that come from other areas that come to us say, oh, you, this vet would check if they thought the dog needed it. Whereas a very animal comes in, we at least check because you don't know unless you check. Yeah. Um, that's all we do. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're 100% focused we're on 100%, yeah, it. 100%. That's all we do. That's all we want to do. Um, whereas a lot of the other people it like you said it's an adjunct too which is awesome i mean but that's like why we work out of the offices we do because we are an adjunct they just don't have to do it we have to do it right. so it's a little bit right. different but yeah it's 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 definitely becoming it's up and coming i mean animals in general pets within it seems like 20 years ago it's a complete shift in mm-hmm. mentality towards them they're now really family. members of your, you know of the family um the farm mentality is you're not seeing it as much so yeah people are looking for any reason to do it and as they or to help their pet and as they do more vets and you know and even chiropractors um working with vets like they'll start to train because they'll start to see the value in it um right. but it's just it hasn't gotten to that point yet where people like you said know about it i mean you google animal chiropractic i don't i mean well if we google around here we pop up but i don't know what pops up at <laughs> the time yeah. type of thing so um sure. but yeah so long answer short not many of us okay yeah yeah i think there's a total of like 10 to 15 in the state of michigan wow. like the entire state okay wow. So I'm, I'm so glad I found you guys. <laughs> All right. And then everybody else can find them, advancedanimalchiropractic.com. Uh, you've talked about horses. You've talked about dogs. Um, what about like hamsters, gerbils, no, guinea pigs, or cats? I mean, cats. you just named everything, you've other things we've adjusted. <laughs> okay. Fair play. Really? Yeah. Okay. So we've done, I've done guinea pigs. All right. I've done rabbits. Grants you know, how do you tell? Scared. They go, wee, 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 wee. Right. Uh, actually, they're happy. Of... They're getting fixed. They're sad. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. Most of the little Is that what like... they do? <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> Most of the ones that are kind of. I worked on that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that are kind of odd that you get. Like you wouldn't normally think of a guinea pig coming in. Sure, sure, but sure. Animals like that that we get are usually paralyzed once. So, oh, okay. okay. Um, like the guinea pig I saw was partially paralyzed and he recovered and is fine. Nice. And like we've, I've worked on squirrels and um, I've worked <laughs> on goats and pigs and sheep 
and Grant's done I've, show I've steers. Done some show steer, yeah. Oh, wow. um, yeah. We've we've done pretty much anything you can think of. So what about cats? Oh, yeah, lots cross your fingers. Cats. cats. <laughs> <laughs> I do more cats than Grant. Grant yeah. Grant gets a little bit nervous with cats. I grew yeah. up with four cats, so I'm sure. I'm used to that life. I've just and seen the carnage. Yeah. <laughs> my my worst injuries have been from kitty cats. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So sure. what about like uh, cats that get declawed? Or is there special issues that they get when uh, you've hobbled your kitten? Uh, for a lack know. of a better term. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what you're doing. I mean, you know, but I mean, there's more, there, there's more cats in, in, in shelters and, and, in, 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 not shelters, but in, you know, humane right. societies yes. because that are, you know, waiting for the final ticket, uh, over behavior issues, mm-hmm. uh, mainly scratching, mm-hmm. uh, than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's a declaw, not declaw is, is, is a very heated, uh, discussion, but, uh, you know, uh, we didn't declaw. I've, I've had uh, two cats declawed the first guy mm-hmm. 30 years ago. No, 25 years ago. Kirby? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this new guy, the second guy, we've been uh, – we didn't declaw him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a we, learning curve. We didn't declaw our little girl. <laughs> we so. was a learning curve. But uh, is there special concerns with the declawed cat with the chiropractor? Do you run into – do you see issues? Is there uh... – So I would say you're hard-pressed now to find – a lot of cats that are declawed. Um, okay, there's fair. very really? few vets that will do it oh. the old way. So the old way literally was they would remove that last digit. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's a totally different procedure, not saying that I promote it, but it, they literally just like cut the tendon so that they can't retract and protract their claw oh. anymore. So there's it's not like this intense surgery where you're actually getting a digit cut mm-hmm. off. It's um, outpatient. They can get big yeah. up like, later that day. But we still don't see a lot of that either. Um and I don't think I've really ever noticed anything specific to that. Most of our okay. cats that come in are usually like jumping injuries. Like okay. they, <laughs> yeah. you know, they like fell off of something like a. Because they do crazy. always land on their feet. It's not the jumping yeah. necessarily is the, the landing. landing. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something, something goes wrong with that. And the cool part is, is even with cats, like we always say animals respond so quickly, but most cats, it's like one and done. And yeah. you are, you are good to go because huh? we'll, we'll work on them. And then I'll get, you know, we follow up a couple of days later and they're like, oh, they jumped on the fridge again. We're back to good. Okay. You know, yeah, so yeah. which is a good thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. I would say I've got a couple regular kitties that are old. So it's yeah. one of those things where we just try to keep them comfortable. But for the most part, I think the cats that we see are like that. It's like pretty quick, like maybe once a year, an adjustment if they ma- like mess mm-hmm. themselves up somehow. But, yeah, the declaw thing is like a whole whole different world now. I mean, I think there's only like two or three vets that still <laughs> even teach the old way wow. of declaw. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's not super common anymore. I think they just banned it in New York as well. So that, that's what I was leading to, that, uh, yeah, New York became the first state to ban declawing of cats. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I brought it up. I kind of want to see where you guys fell on it. I figured you were kind of kind of leaning against it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so out of Albany, New York, uh, New York became the first U.S. state to ban declawing of cats on Monday, joining most of Europe and several Canadian provinces. It's a growing list of American cities that have prohibited the procedures uh, and advocates a call for all cruel and unnecessary surgeries to end uh governor andrew cuomo signed the new york ban a statewide ban Good supporters of the law uh it takes effect immediately uh it'll lead to similar proposals across the country they they think they'll they'll be leading the way that it's a triumph for cats assemblywoman linda the, says was the first one to have a pitbull cop dog too 
I'm, if I'm, if I'm well, correct, I'm pretty sure they are. I think yeah. they're somewhere in New York. They have a, a pit bull who's a canine. Yeah, that's, a, that's the other story right there. It's yeah. a cheaper canine. They adopt pit bulls. I don't know if that's out yeah. of New York or what, but yeah, we were, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting that they, the guy didn't know if that ran into problems with, uh, that you guys could help. Mm. Uh, but just not declining would probably be the, the better yes. idea all the way around. So we like to have some fun. While we're here, we read some animal news and then we look at the news and we, we try to have we try to have some fun with it uh, and go. play a little game. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> fact or fiction. Oh god. You decide. Alright, fact or fiction. There are three headlines. I emailed one to Matthew. Oh my god. Oh you did. I emailed one to Samantha. Oh Uh-oh. you did. <laughs> and Surprise. I have a headline myself. Three of these headlines, uh, two of them are true. One is false. You two, uh, you can work as a team. Mm-hmm. I was going to put Grant on the spot. Let's put Grant <laughs> on the spot. And then you can phone a friend if you need sure, to. Sure, sure. All right. <laughs> Let's put Grant on the spot. You phone a friend if you need to. All right. So uh, three headlines, two true, one false. You have to pick the false fact here. So that is what we are doing. Samantha, did you pull up your email? Yes. All right. So, Sam, you can start us out. What is your headline? Headline. The first headline is newly discovered shark glows in the dark. <laughs> that rhymes. That's it. <laughs> All right. right. Uh, let's see. Number two. Spooked camel runs amok at Pittsburgh Circus injuring seven people. And the third headline. Iowa man killed by pesticides he used and the bugs are fined. <laughs> All right. So three headlines. <laughs> Sam, go ahead. Read yours again. Newly discovered shark glows in the dark. All right, Matt. Uh, spooked camel runs amok at Pittsburgh Circus, injuring seven people. And the third one is Iowa man killed by pesticides. He used to kill bugs, but the bugs are fine. <laughs> I mean, that seems. Wait, we're, try- we're looking for one that's one is, fake. One is one is one is fake. Yeah. Fake news. It yeah. seems one. so fake outlandish. News. The last one is what would make it true. It's one of those mind games. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see sharks glowing now. I was where I grew up in Florida. There was a British petroleum oil spill, so I could see anything happening in the the water down there. There's like specific little things that they eat that cause. Them to well, I was, I was, oh, actually, I was uh, more or less referencing a an oil spill. I'm that pretty had, sure uh, that that one's true. Uh, I feel like I've seen that. But yeah, I know yeah, I 100 believe that. There's some weird stuff in the water. All right. All right. Um, Which one is the fake fact? Shark, camel, on door. Dead guy. Dead guy. Is it bad that I don't even feel bad about the dead guy? <laughs> no. No, not at all. I mean. <laughs> Up to you, dude. I'm, I'm going to go. I mean, I'm going to go dead guy. I was going to say camel. Yeah, that's why I wanted to go with it. Eh, we'll see. Believe it or not. All right, Yay! you got it right. You cool. got it. Say, oh my you gosh. got it right. Yeah, that was the fake. That was the fake. Thing. I always get them wrong when Sam, I do. We usually them. pick on Sam guy. and and make I'm so her glad do I it. didn't do it this. So time. I, I wouldn't this have was known. the uh, this was the way. If you got it wrong, seven years of college down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, I just I, I was ready for both. I was uh, I like because the, the the wrong ones are so much meaner than the right ones. <laughs> yeah, so. they are. Yeah. That drunk and stupid is no way that's to go. I like all right, there you go. <laughs> oh, Samantha. Why do you you always give everybody the easy ones oh, and you give yeah. me the hard ones? 
I just I, I take my time when I know. It's I mean, I don't know. I don't think I knew. The only reason why I knew that one's because I looked over to see if he had the link on right. his phone, and oh. I was like, "Oh, okay." I All right, yeah, but uh, the stories are there, Matt. What uh, the sharks that glow? No, actually, I have the spook. That's camel. me. Oh, I have, have the, the sharks. Spook camel. All right. What about the spook camel? So the spook camel. Seven people, including several children, were injured when a spooked camel began bucking wildly during a circus show in Pittsburgh. Mm. Two children and an adult were riding the camel at the Shrine Circus on Sunday when the animal became startled and ran amok around the circus itself. One child's arm was broken in the ruckus and the PPG Paints Arena – oh, at the PPG Paints Arena, the newspaper reported another five children and one adult were taken to the hospital. Ooh, it took 11 seconds for the handlers to regain control of the animal. So you can only imagine. They're big. I mean, they're yeah. – those they're are mean. big, big they're, hooves. They are not and, nice creatures. Yeah, no, oh. they are not. So it happened during the intermission after the afternoon show when members of the audience were invited to go for a ride on the tethered camels, oh. ponies, and elephants. More what could go it. wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, Samantha, oh. what about yours? What about our glowing shark? Uh, okay. I you I'm going to skim it. For sure. Scientists have discovered a first-of-its-kind shark species in the Gulf of Mexico that glows in the dark. The species called the American Pocket Shark, was first discovered in 2010, according to a study published last month, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the male shark has been... <laughs> Is that a shark in your pocket? <laughs> the male shark has been classified as a new species based on five features that haven't been seen and only in the only other known species of it its glow? kind. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't say... Why does it glow or does it glow? Researchers yeah. researchers said that the two notable differences between these two sharks include fewer vertebrae and numerous mm-hmm. light producing photophores. Yeah. Photo- I don't know any of these words <laughs> <laughs> that cover most of the body. Both species have two pockets that produce luminous fluid. Scientists ah. say that the shark's Ooh. glow helps attract prey. All right. Wow. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, they, they track the, they, oh, look, what's that shiny over there? And they chomp. Chomp. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good deal. That's I feel like they saw that in Finding Nemo. Like, that actually happened. In that. Oh, with the, yeah, with, with the big That uh, was the yeah, one with the, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, the thing. Tricky. <laughs> tricky guys. All right. One more, one more bit before we uh, wrap things up here. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I only got one. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. <laughs> All you, buddy. <laughs> All right, bad animal joke we have of the to week. Have more than one. I do. I got. I just got the one. Good. What? I just got the one. Grant's got some. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, bring it. All right, here you go. Bad animal joke of the week. Uh, did you know that on the Canary Islands there are no canaries? Oh my. <laughs> the same thing is true about the Virgin Islands. <laughs> no canaries. <laughs> It's still- I heard this last week and I don't get it. I mean, but like. <laughs> it's funny because you expect me to say virgin, no oh, but there's no canary no. on the virgin. The, how do you know that there's no virgins? Oh. <laughs> there was a poll. Oh. <laughs> Small country, small island. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> do you, Grant, do you have a bad animal joke? Do you have any bad animal jokes? Yeah. Oh, lay them on us. An old school one I used to use um, at the bar, and it was basically, what do you call a deer with no eyes? Hmm. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> All right, there you are. Uh, there you have it. Whew. 
All right, Samantha, one more time. Uh, how do people find us? Oh, man. Uh, we've got our website, <laughs> animaltalkradio.com. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Animal Talk Radio. Facebook, Animal Talk Radio. Uh, YouTube is Animal Talk TV. Uh, um, what am I forgetting? Uh, merch site, wearingfunny.com. Is that the last yep, thing? that's it. Yep, okay, cool. All right, so yeah, when you... I always uh, forget. Never please remember. Please like. I always forget. Oh, mercy Is sakes. that ice cream? Dave uh, from Podcast Detroit is here. We're at the Detroit Shipping Company, downtown Detroit, Podcast Detroit Studios. And uh, it's... Uh, it's... Uh, uh, boozy ice cream. Boozy ice cream. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, brown dog creamery. <laughs> wait, 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 what is it? What's in it? Uh, this is the mojito berry. Mojito Ooh, berry. Mojito berry. Oh God, Wait, am so I going to get drunk? There you go. Probably. <laughs> I mean, you, baby. I'm underage. <laughs> yeah, but by the time Thank this you. airs, you'll be old enough. So. Uh, Oh, shit. I got to... <laughs> All right, so there you go. Uh, but, yeah, the Detroit Shipping Company is a pretty amazing spot, downtown Detroit. Uh, it's uh, 22 shipping containers strapped together. And, uh, you said strapped. Pod, pod, <laughs> welded. Welded. Just welded. strapped. Welded. It can collapse at any moment. Just duct tape. The podcast <laughs> Detroit Studios are here as well as in Royal Oak and soon to be in Northville. Yeah. Uh, the walls are going up. And uh, so, Dave, thanks for the boozy ice cream. Christine and Grant... Thank, Thank you guys you. for being here. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you for having it was yeah. wonderful. AdvancedAnimalChiropractic.com. Get your pet adjusted. Yep. Please come back. Join us anytime you yeah, want. Anytime yeah, anytime you guys. Uh, you. Yeah, we'd love to have you. So we'll have mm-hmm. boozy ice cream and it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring more animal jokes. Yeah. There we go. All right. Until next time, please have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me. <laughs> <laughs>